श्रीराघवम् दशरतात्मजमप्रमेयम् सीतापतिम् The brothers prostrated before the holy river and cast their eyes all around the holy spot. They saw a hermitage with heavenly vibrations pervading the surroundings. It struck them as very ancient and full of hoary associations. Lakshmana questioned the king. Master, who lives in that holy hermitage? What is the name of the great personage who dwells there? The sage smiled at the inquiry. He said, Dear ones, God Shiva had come here long ago with his divine attendants to engage in austerities prior to his wedding Pavati. While he was fulfilling his divine obligations from here, Manmata, the god of love, obstructed the spiritual practices and caused anger to sprout in the divine heart. He opened his third eye, which threw such searing flames that Manmata was burned to ash. His body was destroyed and so he is known now as limbless, Anga. The word for a limp is Anga. Since Manmata lost his Angas here, in this very region, this part of the country is known ever after as Anga. This is a rich region. This hermitage was used by Shiva and it is being used since by generations of his devotees, each of whom has merged in him as a fruit of adverse ascetism. This hermitage will accept as residence only strict followers of the dharmic path. If you desire so, we shall spend the night here and start out again after the bath in the Ganga. Rama and Lakshmana could not contain their delight 
when Vishwamitra came forward with this proposal. They said, We are very happy and accepted the idea. They bathed in the holy Ganga. Meanwhile, the news that Vishwamitra was available near their residences and that he had with him two heroic sons of the emperor spread wide and many rushed to welcome them and receive them in their own hermitages. That night, the sage and the princess stayed at the ashram of Shiva. They fed on fruits and roots. They watched with interest the activities of the hermitage. The princess listened to the stories narrated by Vishwamitra. Time floated fast in that flood of bliss. As soon as day dawned, they had their bath and ablutions and lovingly took leave of the hermits. Then they walked on, the two disciples following the Guru. They had to cross the Ganga river and so, some people of that area rode them across and set them on the other bank. Thereafter, they reverentially bade farewell and fell at the feet of Vishwamitra before they returned. Vishwamitra was gratified at this act of hospitality. He appreciated the depth of their devotion and their sense of surrender. He allowed them to depart loaded with blessings. Just then, a noise as of a rumbling subterranean flood sweeping over the land battered their ears. They saw the waters of the river raging and rising with long chains of white foam on the crest of the waves. Rama asked the sage, Master, why is it that all of a sudden the angry flood has filled the basin and how could they surge so fast and so high? The sage replied, Rama, the full and furious Sarayu falls into the calm, quiet Ganga at this place. Hence this reverberation and this rumbling. The sage uttered these words coolly and casually. It was a familiar scene for him. He continued, Rama, in ages gone by, on one occasion, Brahma willed and a great lake was immediately formed near Mount Kailas. This is known as Manasa Sarovar. The word means Sarovar, lake of Manasa, the mind. The gods named it so. When the snows melt and the rains fall, the lake gets overfull and the flow from out of the Sarovar becomes the Sarayu river, running by the side of Ayodhya towards the Ganga. The Sarayu is a sacred river because the waters rise from the lake willed by Brahma himself. They proceeded on their way listening to the thrilling stories that lighted every river and spot of land. Now they entered a thick dark forest. It aroused a sense of terror. Rama asked the master, No sign of man having ever traversed this forest is seen. Before he could get the answer, an airy succession of roars from the angry throats of the huge herd of animals, tigers, lions, leopards and a host of lesser wild animals captured their attention. It appeared as if the earth was being torn asunder. They also saw wild animals engaged 
in mortal fight with others, some running into thickets away from the scene of violent death. The forest was the home of close-grown trees that reached the skies and spread their shades thick over the ground. The banyan, the deodar, the pine, the holy fig. There was no path to guide the feet. They had to clear a track for progress. Lakshmana could not contain his curiosity. He asked Vishwamitra, Master, who rules this fearful forest? What is its name? The master replied, Lakshmana, where this jungle has grown, there was formerly two little kingdoms, Malada and Karosa. They shone like the regions of the gods. In fact, people spoke of the area as having been specially created and fostered by the gods. They relate a story about the place. When the god Indra killed Vritra, he suffered the contamination of sin and as a consequence, he was stricken with insatiable pain of hunger. Indra was brought in that pathetic condition by the sages to this region and given a bath in the holy Ganga. After that immersion, they poured on his head pots and pots of Ganga water, uttering all the while holy hymns and formulae. With that, the sin was washed away. Brahma was delighted that the contamination, Mala, as well as the cry, Krosa, of hunger, ended. So he named these kingdoms as Maladha and Karosa. The kingdoms too rose to fame with his blessing. The gods willed that the two areas be resplendent with grain and gold and all means of plenty and prosperity. Meanwhile, a cruel ogress named Thataki appeared in this region and she started laying waste the rich and peaceful land. She was a Yakshini who could transform herself into any form she liked. It is rumoured that even as she was born, she was endowed with the prowess of a thousand elephants. She brought forth a son named Maricha. He had the might and heroism of Indra himself. Mother and son jointly caused tremendous havoc and disaster. The jungle in which the wild ogress lives is at a distance of a yojana and a half, nine miles from here. She reduced these two wealthy valleys, Malada and Karosa, into this dreaded wilderness. Out of fear, the cultivators of its fertile fields fled in terror at her approach, and so the jungle crept on and on. The thickly populated cities and villages were deserted and ruined leaving no trace of human habitation. She could not be captured or destroyed, for she could escape from all attempts to destroy her. No one has yet dared to put an end to her depredations. I cannot think of anyone except you. Yes, my deepest intuition says so. No one except you can destroy this monster possessing such overwhelming might. These two, the vicious mother and son lead and guide the demons to disrupt and pollute the yajnas and sacred rituals of the hermits. The words of Vishwamitra move the feelings of Rama. He could not contain within himself the anger that surged up 
with great humility and reverence he said oh great among ascetics i have heard that the yakshas are of poor might besides this thataki is a female hers is the weaker sex how could she terrorize entire populations sir where from did she acquire all this power how could she reduce this region to rack and ruin when it has been blessed by brahma and the gods this is indeed astounding it is something that is beyond the bounds of belief vishwamitra said rama i shall explain listen there was in the past a yaksha named suketu he was as rich in virtues as in prowess he had no child to succeed him and so he practiced severe austerities to propitiate the gods and receive their blessings at last brahma was pleased with his austerity he appeared before him he blessed him that he will get a daughter with extraordinary strength cleverness and skill suketu was elated at this boon though it was to be a daughter not a son suketu returned and a daughter was born to him as anticipated the child grew fast and strong though it was of the weaker sex through the grace of brahma it had the might of a thousand elephants she was moving about with no law or limit as if she owned all she saw she was a very charming girl and so suketu sought far and wide for an equally charming groom finally he secured one his name was sunda and suketu gave her in marriage to him 3 years later she gave birth to a son he is maricha about whom i told you mother and son have become invincible in combat sunda started off on a demonic adventures and attempted to ruin the yajnas of sages and so he incurred the wrath of the great agastya he hurled a curse on the vile fellow which killed him and saved the sages from further grief in revenge thataki took her son along and fell upon the hermitage of agastya agastya had forewarning of this attack so he cursed them both to be reduced to the status of ogres this enraged them more they rolled abuses and advanced frightfully with blood red eyes against agastya agastya felt that delay would be dangerous he cursed thataki that she should lose her charm and become an ugly fright he willed that she become a cannibal she was not subdued by the curse but she continued the attack with renewed ferocity so agastya escaped from the ravage and went to a safer place angered by this disappointment thataki spent her ire on this region malada and karosa destroying crops and gardens and reducing it to a big jungle when this tale was told rama said master since she was born as a consequence of brahma's boon and as a gift for austerity she had all the skills and strength she misused them and drew upon herself the wrath and the curse the sin of killing a woman is as mentioned in the scriptures very heinous isn't it agastya must have led her off 
with the curse of ugliness for this very reason or else could not the great sage who caused the husband to die kill the wife also i have heard that warriors should not be so mean has to kill women tell me what i should do now i am prepared to obey vishwamitra was happy that rama put these qualms dictated by dharma i am not ignorant of the fact that the killing of a woman is a heinous sin nevertheless the protection of spiritually progressive men the brahmins the virtuous as well as cows this is important dharma is intertwined with these three there is no sin when the act is done for the promotion of dharma and the removal of adharma don't you know the dictum dharma rakshati rakshita dharma saves those who save it this is not violence used for one's aggrandizement when violence is used for preserving the peace and prosperity and the world i assure you it cannot draw down any bad reaction moreover creation preservation and dissolution are expressions of divine law they happen according to the divine will they are not bound by the whims of man you are divine manifestations you have the authority and the duty no dirt can stick to fire so too no sin can contaminate the divine the will that creates the obligation that protects can also carry out the duty to punish the punishment that awaits the sins of the mother and her son cannot be avoided it must be considered fortunate that sataki ends her life at your hands today before she adds to the heap of sins for which she has to suffer much you will only be serving her best interests and the interests of the country this is neither wrong nor sinful if you entertain the feeling of compassion now it would cause unlimited damage to the world it would be promoting the decline of dharma it would help sataki to indulge in more sins why should i dwell more on this point and relate to you a thousand arguments i have seen all through my spiritual eye you have incarnated in human form to destroy the rakshasa brood this is your mission your task you have to carry it out today and throughout your career the guardianship of dharma and the destruction of the rakshasas people with demonic tendencies are the very purposes which have persuaded you to take birth i knew this truth that is the reason why i rushed to you for help or else why should i seek your support and service hermits anchorites and those performing austerities in forest retreats entreat the help of the rulers of the land for the sake not for themselves but of the whole world they give up attachment and sustain themselves on the roots and fruits gathered by them after some months or years of the regimen they harden their lives even more so that they may lose the body consciousness and merge in the light why should such people worry over what happens to the world but the wise the realized besides saving themselves by the illumination of revelation endeavor to tell others the path they have trodden the glory of the goal they have reached 
to persuade others to practice the disciplines that made them ready to receive the truth if the wise care only for themselves and their liberation what is to happen to the world people will descend further into iniquity that is all dharma will be submerged hermits keep up relationship with the world for this reason not for quenching any private craving of theirs they live as the lotus on water they may be entangled in the world for all appearances but they have no attachment with the world they will not allow the world to tarnish them their aim is one and one only the progress and welfare of the world they attend only to the fostering of dharma they depend only on god when vishwamitra told the truth in these words rama responded as if he was a novice unacquainted with all that he had heard the world will not understand that the words of hermits and sages have holy significances embedded in them i interrogated you on the morality of this act so that we may know how you elaborate on the justice of the act do not read any other meaning into my question my father dasharatha told me to obey vishwamitra the sage and do what he commands i wish to follow what my father orders you are a great rishi you have undergone severe austerities when such as you declare that thadaki can be killed without incurring sin and that the act is just and moral i know i do not commit wrong i am ready to carry out any task you impose on me for fostering dharma and for promoting the welfare of the people so saying he held the bow in his hand and tested the tightness of the string producing a sound that echoed and re-echoed from the 10 directions the entire jungle was awakened wild animals fled far and wide Thadaki was shocked by the unusual loud and awesome sound She was inflamed with rage at this disturbing phenomenon She rushed towards the place where from it emanated Rama saw the monster moving towards him like a mountain lurching or a huge wild elephant charging He smiled and told Lakshmana Brother look at this mass of ugliness can common man survive the sight of this devilish personality the very appearance is terrible what are we then to say of its might and it is a woman my mind does not fully cooperate with me when i resolve to kill it i believe this monster will die if its hands and legs are cut apart that may be enough to destroy it Thadaki was rushing towards Rama with outstretched arms so that she could grasp him and put him into her mouth like a piece of cake she was roaring wildly 
and in terror striking excitement Vishwamitra was praying with eyes closed that the brothers may not suffer harm in this combat Pataki moved nearer and nearer to Rama but with greater and greater reluctance for in his presence she felt a strange kind of shock once or twice she went near Rama but she had to retreat fast she jumped about in fury angry at herself the dust kicked up by her rendered the area dark and suffocating Rama Lakshmana and Vishwamitra stood silent and inactive for a while Thataki was an adept in the art of delusion and destruction she created a heavy rain of rocks Rama now decided that the ogres should no longer be allowed to live on earth she cannot be pardoned on the score of femininity so he drew his bow and shot an arrow at the body of the invisible thataki identifying where exactly it was at the time at this she rushed once again at rama her two arms were cut down by his arrows she fell on the ground crying in agony and pain lakshmana cut off her limbs one by one but thataki could adopt form after form as she liked so she gave up one form and assumed another quickly and reappeared fresh and furious before them she pretended to be dead but soon came up alive she adopted a variety of forms at the same time and started her old trick of the shower of rocks she exhibited her wicked talents and evil tricks rama and lakshmana received a few injuries however watchful they were seeing this vishwamitra felt that there should be no more delay and that she must be killed straight away he said rama do not hesitate this is not the moment to consider her womanhood and show concessions removal of her limbs will not benefit so long as there is life these rakshasas can adopt any number of forms therefore kill her when evening approaches her dark rage will swell even more after sunset it becomes impossible to encounter rakshasas whoever might attempt to do so she must be destroyed within the hour saying this vishwamitra uttered some sacred mantras that ensure protection and great safety and of part 3 chapter 6 sai ram
छवि अति सुंदर करुणा स्वरूप निर्मल स्वभाव करुणा स्वरूप निर्मल स्वभाव भक्तों के प्राण गुणशील नीरज श्यामल छवि अति सुंदर रविकुल मंडन दशरथ नंदन मुनि मनोरंजना नयन विरा श्रीराम जी की महिमा अपाराम जी की महिमा Mama, mama, mama. 